Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Yes, yes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity to Murder podcast. I'm your host, Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. What's going on? And joined with us today, if that's the way that you say that, I don't really know, but we're going to move on, <laughs> is uh, a friend of the pod, close personal, uh, recent, and future winner of American Idol, Mr. Les Green, <laughs> is in the building right now as we speak. Hello, everyone. Yes, hello, Les. We need like we need like applause. Uh, track yeah, well, or you won't man. buy a soundboard. So we, hey, we, man, we, I don't we have no money, man. We're in the Stone Ages right now, so don't don't make things that we can't make happen. Don't request for those things. If you don't get them, you can get good old fashioned go. natural. There we go. Applause. Yeah. All right. So Les, uh, it was quite an eventful night for you. Last night we had uh, the viewing party at One Zen West, that we the did. the establishment that you once. Uh, you know, through you know, shuffled the slang mop around and yeah, oh, slang drinks, <laughs> slang okay, yeah. drinks, slang the... drinks, and as you sang songs, as people, the the lore and the legend has it, the, you would you uh, would serve movies. seafood quesadillas as you whistled, <laughs> whistled Dixie and sang songs. Let the news tell it. That's not what I remember. Yeah. But uh, it was quite an eventful night. A lot of people showed out. It was it was very fun, and it was uh, very uh, it was a pride it was a prideful moment for me to see you on TV. It was super cool, man. Thank um, you. Thank you. What has this been like as the first day of you know taking that next step i i'm going to start to speak for you beforehand as i know that you are personally slightly dead you don't have your phone you didn't well that's what i that's exactly what i was gonna say uh my not a good start to to start my, my official day of this is going to start tomorrow because I don't have my phone. So Hasn't sent out a single tweet or thank I, you no. or anything to I new fans. I haven't posted. He's been dead um, all day. My, I'm oh going God. to Hollywood uh, picture. I'm really slacking right now. Um, I probably should have went home when you guys did. Instead, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I woke up and peed at like 4.30 in the morning and mm. then like an hour at 5 and then I woke up 
to the door opening. Mm. So you didn't get here until like five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> safe, safely, I would say that. And then you didn't wake up until really awake until about three o'clock. I mean, he woke up, but he just was like dead. And we watched all the Paranormal Activity movies. So what time did you go to sleep? Uh, once at five, then I just woke up again. <laughs> yeah, and you woke up at 3 p.m. Yeah, and then he went to sleep again. I was at work that whole time yeah. you were asleep. <laughs> and then he went to this sleep again. This doesn't happen often. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm usually up at It's like, a big night, Fran. He was, on, he was just on American Idol. So I know, the guy's a superstar. So I know. Like he's got to party like a rock star, man. Never and again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was... um. That was fun, and then we watched Paranormal Activity all day today. And which uh, one? All of them? All they of were them. showing oh, all of them. Wow. They were showing the last one. Yeah, so yeah, the last one has a bunch too of ethnic yeah. It was all, the last one, I think me and you might have gone to see it in the theater, Fred. It was like a bunch of Hispanic kids, and one of them got superpowers. They were like, "That never happened." So they don't play that anymore when they play all the movies. Uh, the last one was like a uh, white family. And then they kidnapped another kid, and then it was over. I don't even remember. Yeah, I, the, it was the big, best one was the first one. Yeah, it was a big phenomenon, yeah. and then they kind of seen the first one. They got all. It, you can't recreate that vibe if you didn't see it in yeah. the movie theater when it came out, right. like in a room full of people and like a black woman being like, "Bitch, you better kill fuck her." You know, like <laughs> That's a, it's just an energy you can't recreate. You don't watch paranormal activity like at home, like we did today. <laughs> This was a sad day. During the day in jail. Yeah, he was dead on the couch. I was <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm here. I could barely react this to the movie what... earlier. <laughs> this is like, I feel... I mean, something crazy. He'd be like, oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll like, grab <laughs> <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> so I was just murmuring things like that the entire day. Uh, so, oh, friend, wow. uh, I haven't seen you since, like, last week. Yeah. So what's new with you? Um, Nothing. I got a new route. Okay. So, um, oh shit! Wait. Okay. No. I, I now that me asking you about that, you bringing it to work. Did you hear about all the like the package bombings that that been happening in Austin? No. There's mm-hmm. been like in the past like 20 days there have been, I think four packages explosives dropped on people's doorsteps mm-hmm. like mail, mm-hmm. and then people open them up and they like old school shoe bomber style bombs with like nails explode out of them. Oh, there's shit. been I what? think there's been three casualties and like six injuries. So I don't know what. So what it it blows up when you open the box? Yeah. Oh. How? It, why? Wow. I don't know. Maybe like, like when you open it, the sunlight or it just a string. Yeah, like a string. Yeah. 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 Like so, when you pull that open, it's been, they've been all black and Hispanic victims. So hmm. it hasn't been ruled out that they have been hate crimes yet. Uh, it's been happening in Austin, Texas. So that's pretty crazy, and I wanted to ask you... What the fuck, is this a new app or something? Like, where you can send shit to somebody's door? Well, they all think they're all tied into one person. Like, it's a that's serial uh, bomber. Going like, around, he knows all these people. A, well, either that, or it's like, if you go to West Baltimore, and this is my theory, like, if you go to West Baltimore, you go, I hate people. I hate black people. Mm-hmm. A lot of black people live in this neighborhood in West Baltimore, so any any st- any doorstep I leave a package on, probably a black person's going to open it, and then they get blown up. So, yeah. Hmm. Or he has a list, and, it, and yeah, it's like, uh, you stole my parking yeah, spot some, at Walmart it might be years some, ago. It could be some DC sniper shit, and he has a list, and it seems random because they can't find the pattern, but that's my theory that's right crazy. now is that he just he just making bombs, or she, you know, that's not really, that doesn't really fit the the, um, the motive of like a woman typically of bombs, mm-hmm. but like he or she is just dropping bombs off randomly on doorsteps, mm-hmm. and then people, you know, this it's Amazon, the Amazon age, so you see a box on your porch, you're like, I mean, I must have ordered oh, something, must, or somebody sent me something. So you go. <laughs> must be my bulk nachos. Yeah. 
So you go in, pop, you know, pop them open. You're like, oh man, I, I did get drunk last week. Maybe I ordered like a bunch of Jiffy Pop. You know, so you pop that open mm-hmm. and you know a bunch of nails and explode. I think a, a 75 year old woman was critically injured. Damn. A 37 year old guy and like a 17 year old music student. He plays the cello or something. He got killed too. And then two more people were just injured, pretty, wow. but will survive. And That's crazy. It's been they can't find the pattern. They don't have any leads. It's just been happening so randomly. It's pretty crazy. So I wanted to ask you: Do you guys get any kind of training or like suspicious um, package? Like, well, you yeah, guys, they you like they train dog? you. You can nah. see it. No, but I mean, um, you can depend on how how where it looks, the way it's boxed. Also, uh-huh. if it's no return no return address, also. Okay. That makes it suspicious. Um, and sometimes people won't even take it if the if the name is not right. They be like, Nah, I don't want. This. I don't know that person yeah, or something it. like that. Okay, but so people just be other alert. than that, yeah. it could still, it could happen to anybody. Exactly, right? it yeah. could have all that stuff on right. there and be something bad in there. Right. But these are some stuff to look for: is like no return address, right. a weird name. Yeah, I'm not gonna give an, uh, especially an no, Arab example. Yeah, especially no return address. Then you'd be like, Yeah, who did I get this? Right, from? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I feel like the <laughs> human brain. It's just like. But it's a package, and yeah, it's at my door. Some... I want to yeah, open it. People, people love surprises and yeah, gifts, exactly. so they'd be like, well, what's this? something nice in there. You know how many times I've opened up one of those clearance house checks and mm-hmm. been like, maybe somebody sent me a million dollars. Like, I, I just don't know. <laughs> like, you, you know, it's like a check. Him. It's like, you got, you, this is a $4,000 check. All you have to do is call this number. And I'm like, So wow. this is just like, kind of like anthrax, right? Yeah, uh, but except... anthrax was poisonous. Like, oh. You could... You could open an anthrax carefully and maybe not ingest it into your body, but if you open up a package and a bunch of screws explode into you, you you just fucked. Like I remember when that anthrax scare happened after 9/11, a lot of them were false, but it's still scary. But it's way better than a bomb, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like a bomb explode. Uh, it's like scaring shit. people, putting fucking <laughs> smarty yeah. smarty dust yeah, in yeah, fucking exactly. envelope. No, yeah, actually, <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> I was an asshole kid. I did that to my brother. Oh, no. <laughs> he pissed me off one, one day, and <laughs> I put powder in a... <laughs> I put powder in an envelope. I was a shit. At <laughs> I put powder, and I was homeschooled, so I didn't have anything better to do. I put powder in an envelope, and I cut out a bunch of magazine clippings no, and put Death no, to you... America on, uh, <laughs> on a piece of paper and glued it on there. I folded it up and I addressed it to our address, and I and I, and I just put it in our mailbox. And, <laughs> and you opened it up, and it had his name on it and everything. And he just got home from school, and I'm, I'm just sitting in the corner like, "That's fucking lit!" Oh my god! Oh, That's I've never crazy. heard. And he's all and like, he's like, he always tries to be like a tough guy. But I never heard this motherfucker scream so hard. He's like. <laughs> He opens the shit, it falls out on him perfectly because I folded it so as soon as he opens it, it falls out on him everywhere. I'm gonna die! And he goes, Ma! He screams for mother's That's so fucked up. Uh, yeah, so, that is so fucked up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but with that, she looks like an Avengers Marvel character with that thing on her back. And it's like glowing. <laughs> I got I got Sierra. Sierra's in, in the studio with us right now, and I got her a, a neck massager, and she does look like a, 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 a sidekick to Thanos from the, right. from the new Infinity War movies. Like, I'm going to take all it's your like, animals. It's like heat and red in the back. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah it's pretty, <laughs> no. It, 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 I didn't notice until just now. Does it look you're like... I'm going to eat all the chips. <laughs> <laughs> the chips are mine. 
Yes, that is oh, that man. is quite distracting. But well, yeah. Speaking of breaks, what we're gonna do is, you know, because uh, you know what we do here at Affirmative Murder, we talk about fucked up shit. We got less screen in the studio. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back. Um, Fran, if I'm not mistaken, it was me that went first last week, correct? Yeah. All right, uh-huh. then, then you know what to do. Let's 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 do this. All right, my affirmative murder this week is Jennifer Pan. Jennifer Pam? Pan. P-A-N. Pan. Yeah. Pan. Pam. Pan, like frying pan. Frying pan. <laughs> Trying to be asshole? <laughs> no. no, I just, I need a clarification. P-A-N. Pan. Pan. Okay. Pan. Right. What's the first name? I'm not repeating it again, man. Jennifer Pan. This is not, this, this is not stepbrothers, man. Okay. It's P-A-N. Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Pan. All right, yeah. let's go. So Jennifer Pan is a Canadian woman convicted in 2014 of a 2010 kill for hire attacking oh. attack targeting both of her parents in response to the in response to the severe tar, tiger parenting by her immigrant parents in her mid 20s so well, that's racist cuz she's asian so well tiger parenting it you know what it means yeah okay. but that's like like a tiger mom that's like asian yeah but it's a, it's a big thing in the, the asian community though that's so what i mean a, yeah. but I, was, I, I already I could tell she that? was Asian just because. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like overbearing. That's what they call overbearing parents in, in Asia. But it's like. like it's right. like when they'd be like, well, I want you to go to Yale and yeah, I want you to become be a, a doctor. doctor. Yeah, yeah, right. So. Or you play the cello six hours a day. Yep. So you could become a cellist. But I want to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm in trouble with these names. Big, Big Ha and Hu Han Pan. That's the mom and the dad. All right. Yeah, we're, I mean, Vietnamese born, <laughs> we're Vietnamese born immigrants in, to Canada. Han was born and educated in, Viet- in Vietnam, moving to Canada in 1979 as a, poli- a political refugee. Okay. Bick also immigrated as a refugee. The couple were married in Toronto. They lived in Scarborough neighborhood of Toronto. Isn't that isn't that the city where that um the guy the rapist the or the 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 oh. guy in the um the the, the recent the guy couple. this year oh the no couple. the couple the couple. No, it was the Scarborough rapist. That's what it was. It was a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy that he he like left Toronto and he was he the, he got the girl to kill her to get. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what I was saying. The couple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was. Yeah. I feel like that was Toronto. Six 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 six. Shout out to Drake. <laughs> so <laughs> not screaming six 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 next to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a waste, man. Don't do me like that, man. Man's is crazy, man. It's gonna be live, bro. <laughs> so. They lived in the in the Scarborough neighborhood of Toronto. The, their two children are Jennifer, born 1986, and Felix, born 1989. The couple found work in Magna International and Auto Parts Manufacturer in Ontario, near Toronto. Han worked as a tool and dye maker, while Bick made car parts. The couple were persistent and worked hard for their money to ensure that their children had the upbringing and opportunities they themselves had missed out on. That hard work on the immigrant hard work, right? Can't beat it. So Han and Bick were thrifty by 2004. They were financially stable enough to purchase a large house with a two-car garage on a residential street in Markham, yes. a town with a large Asian popu- population. Okay. Bick drove and Lexus. I don't know why you're telling me this. Alexis <laughs> and Han drove a Mercedes. They all had accumulated. They flex on you. Yeah, they all had accumulated two hundred thousand dollars in their savings. Mm. Han and Bick set many goals for their children and. Had, and had extremely high expectations for them. Jennifer was made to take piano lessons, yep. as you said, mm-hmm. um, at the age of four, and well as a figure, a figure skating classes 
whereby she trained most days during the week. No time also, France. they said that she was a, a Olympic figure skater also. Damn. Christina Yamaguchi. Jennifer had hopes of becoming... Well, I just said that. Jennifer had hopes of becoming an Olympic figure skating champion until she tore her ligament in her knee. Mm. She attended Mary Ward Catholic Secondary School where she played the flute in the school band. According to Jennifer's high school friend, Karen Kay, Hand seemed as a classic... Hand, this is talking about her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was seen as his a name, classic wait, target dad. Hand Pan? No, his name, <laughs> his name is Big. His name is Big. Oh, his mom's mom. name is Han. Han Pan. Han, yeah, Han Pan. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know. No disrespect to Asian names, that's just, that's hilarious. So, <laughs> <laughs> Han was seen as the classic Tiger Dad, and, and Jennifer's mother was also a reluctant accomplice. Excuse me. Han and Big picked Jennifer up when school, when school lessons ended each day and monitored her extracurricular activities very carefully. So they was on her back about make she was doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't even have time for friends yeah. or You took right. the long way home. We <laughs> right. tracked you. Uh, your Fitbit says. Yes. <laughs> it takes you an hour to get from, from, from uh, ice skating practice to get to your piano recital, <laughs> and you got here 10 minutes late. Where were you? So right. I've walked a little slow. Jeez. Yep. I can't get a pack of bubble gum? No. Her, her parents never permitted her to date boys or have a boyfriend while attending high school. Mm. She was not allowed to attend high school dances or proms out of fear that activities would distract her from her studies and other commitments. Miserably. So she couldn't do shit. No. Nothing. It was just homework, practice, you come home, go to sleep. Yeah, and it's like, I guess you create technically a You want to do something fun? Go to sleep. (laughs) That's fine. You better dream about it. (laughs) When you grow up, up, you're going to want that (laughs) as much as possible. So (laughs) so it's like you create this really... uh, I guess technically really well diverse kid, but mm-hmm. they're wound so tight right. that it doesn't matter. Like you're just they're at the point of breaking by the time they're even an adult. Right. Like yeah, you can play the piano and you can ice skate and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You don't have any social life. You're awkward. Mm-hmm. You're probably resentful of your parents, and you know you know what happens next. Say look, you go party after you get your doctor's degree. Yeah, you go party when you make you to- <laughs> all, when you have a Lexus and two hundred thousand dollars in the right. bank. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Yeah, so Jennifer was not permitted to attend any parties um, while her parents believed that she was attending uni- permitted to attend any parties while her parents believed that she was attending university. At the age of 22, she had never gone to a club, been drunk, um, visited a friend's cottage, or gone on vacation without her family. Boring. Right. <laughs> Jennifer and her friends reportedly regarded this upbringing as restrict- restricting and, and greatly oppressive. Yeah. Despite her parents' high high expectations, and the fact that she had received good grades in lower school throughout the high school, Jennifer's grades were somewhat average in the 90% range, what they say. I don't even know what that means. Except it's... her grades for music. Multiple times, Jennifer forged report cards using false templates <laughs> to show her parents that she had received straight A, straight A grades when she had not. So her parents are doing, like, putting her through all this shit, but then she's, still not she's not even it. doing going to school. So it's like... <laughs> So you're just wasting you're wasting your life being mediocre at a bunch of shit. Right. And then like her parents by dragging up. My fingers are all bony because I play the piano all the time and I'm not good at it. Her parents probably bragging and shit. Yeah. But she's not even she getting the C average in school. Look at my daughter, all A's. <laughs> fake fucking report that's card. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian accent. That's, um, that's fake, fake. bro. <laughs> That's forgery, guys. That's the cutout of the back of a cereal box, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
So when she failed calculus, um, when she failed calculus class in her senior year in high school, um, unacceptable. Yeah, she rescinded. She rescinded her early admission. As Jennifer could not bear to perceive as a failure, she began to lie t- to lie to those she knew, including her parents, and pretending she was attending university. Instead, she sat at a cafe all day. Oh man, oh, that's right. psychotic! Yeah, <laughs> sit in the same spot, holding the same coffee all day. She, but at this point, she's scared of her parents. She's like, I can't disappoint them, so now nah, I'm just lying and make up report cards and lie about going to college. Yeah. So where's the money going? Oh, this that's that's a whole big lie. She's like, I'm. She's like, Dad, I'm so smart. I got a full ride scholarship for me being so smart. It's like, oh great. Right. We don't have to come out of pocket. <laughs> Instead, yeah, instead she sat in the cafe, taught as a piano instructor, and worked in a restaurant to earn money. Okay. In order to maintain the charade that she was going to that she was going to university, Jennifer informed her parents she had won a tuition scholarship. I'm on it. She later insisted to them that she had fulfilled her father's dreams by accepting an offer into the pharma's pharma pharmaceutical. No. No. Pharma's pharmacology program. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the University of Toronto. So she made up a fucking admission letter. Yeah. She, right. Oh, she made. She All right, that's too much. Yeah, I, she I don't that. have the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, that's too much. That's, that's you too put a big seal on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to go on eBay, find a seal, <laughs> like melt some candle wax. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's too much. That's then you have to make up a school schedule. That's yeah. too much. It's, yeah. it's, like, you got to sit there and type up a whole letter acting like you are. Yeah. Uh, an admissions person from the yeah. school. It's like, what classes are you taking on uh, biology one hundred and three? Yeah, it's like, and they said they said also it was a video about it was a video about the story. They said when she was talking to her, when she go home and talk to her parents, she was saying like what she did with her friends and what her friends did in class. Oh, like she made up a whole man. like she was living a double life, yeah. making up this whole thing. That's and called being a catfish. That's yeah, too much. She's, like, oh, she's a catfish. My friend Amber, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> And you sit uh, there, I feel like she's probably believing that shit too. Like yeah. she was like yeah. telling that lie. I mean, she's crazy. She's crazy. That's now. crazy. Amber yeah. totally likes this guy, Marcus, but he does he likes <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> Those three really, she's in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the University of Toronto, yet this too was a lie. Jennifer went to the extent of purchasing and bringing home a secondhand textbook relating to pharmacology. And regularly visit the library. Where do you get school books expensive. from? She went to this the school. Expensive. Yeah, school books are expensive <laughs> in, the, in the first place. So. She watched. She watched videos and read articles relating to pharm- pharmacology in order to create notebooks. <laughs> she so got, she made this notebook. She actually got her. She actually got everything. But she got like a YouTube. Paper. Yeah. She got. Like, a, she knows everything about pharmacology, but not in the school. <laughs> you should just right. went to school. <laughs> just like just go. <laughs> so it says she read articles relating to pharmacology in order to create notebooks full of. Notes, class notes wow. that she could show her parents. <laughs> this is detail. This is a whole job. Yes, to trick your parents. Jennifer also requested permission from her parents to stay near the campus with a friend throughout the week when she was actually staying with her boyfriend, oh, a high school sweetheart whom her parents knew nothing about. J Pan, getting it popping. I think her boyfriend name was like Wong. Wong Pan. I don't no, know. no, that's the name was just Wong. That's what they. You know something I've noticed. And I don't know if this is going to come across as racist, but, like, Asian people really stick together. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, there are some Asian girls that, you know, date outside their race. Probably a lot of them. I take that back. A lot of them. But for the most part, I don't know if that's cultural or just because they feel like they know that's somebody that's going to be attracted to them. I don't know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. But, like, like when I was in high school, like, Asian girls 
always they, it's a group it's a, yeah they always right you know they all do mm-hmm. like um what is that they always do like break dancing after school and stuff like that Are you serious yeah no, no, i had a very high uh asian break dance population at my school you went to Purdue hall right yeah i mean that's a, that's a suburban high school i guess but still it was odd i was like well y'all don't i'm cool <laughs> they never let me break dance with them Whatever. <laughs> I guess move. You sound upset about that. I mean, you know, I, I'm not. Whatever. It was. I was 17. I'm 25 now. You're black. You're I not was... Asian. They don't want you in a group. So while pretending to complete her pharmacy degree in the University of Toronto, Pan told her parents that she had started working as a volunteer at Toronto's prestigious hospital for sick children, known as Sick Kids. That's the name of the. So that hospital? Made, she yeah. made up, or she, <laughs> I don't know. She might have made it up. I work at Sick Kids Hospital for Sick Kids. <laughs> must have been tired that day and couldn't think of something better than you. It's a very prestigious <laughs> school. Yeah, I work at the, uh, yeah, you <laughs> formed like all these letters and said forged all this shit, and then you come up with. Oh, sick you work kids. at a hospital? Uh, yeah, what's it called? Kids. Uh, sick, sick Kids, sick kids <laughs> Hospital for Kids. That didn't sound like shit you made up off yeah, the top of your head. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> sick Kids Hospital. I'm googling that. <laughs> <laughs> So Han and Bick soon became suspicious when they realized Jennifer did not have a hospital ID badge or uniform. You that's, go through all that. Yeah, that's the lie they caught on to. <laughs> finally, all this other bullshit. And they're like, wait a minute. When you leave here, you don't have credentials yeah. or scrubs. This seems fishy. What I get changed this? at work. Put them all on your fake. That's an easier lie to cover up than the fake report cards. Right. And you say you left your badge at home or something. <laughs> they, I mean, oh, you they... know, you left it in your locker, your yeah, work locker. I keep it there just right. so I don't lose it. That's right. how they caught you. So, um, on one occasion, Big followed her daughter to work. Quote, Damn. quote unquote. Quickly discover her imposter and lies. In the state of shock, Jennifer's father wanted to throw her out the house, but her mother persuaded him to allow her to stay, as she had not completed high school due to failing calculus and eventually began working to finish high school completely. So she didn't even finish high school. Yeah, so, and this is all news to them once once he follows her, right? Because right? they right. think she graduated from high school with straight A's and is in college. Right. So they're like, wait a minute. You didn't even graduate from high school? <laughs> Wait, but they didn't go to a graduation, so... <laughs> I'm so smart. I didn't even think about yeah. that. <laughs> I'm so smart that they didn't let me graduate with the other kids. Okay, but wait a minute. You don't have a badge? That's how they And they said... You didn't I, go to a... I didn't even think of that either. Right. You didn't go to a graduation? And I think she bought a, a degree online or like a hospital. A high school diploma online. Just printed the shit. I, I mean, I don't know the. You write your school in it on yeah. the top of it. <laughs> like one of those Feeling things you give like, kids when they finish a coloring book. Or yeah. Hi, my name is graduated. <laughs> Put a bullshit principal name yeah, at the bottom I mean, of it. That's crazy. Like you didn't go to a graduation, and the way that you found you got suspicious was because she didn't have an ID badge for the hospital that she made up. That's bananas. Right. I don't know if I'm impressed or disgusted by this lady, it or like she think it. that her parents are idiots. Right. It's all. I think it's all of it. Right, it is all of I'm it. I'm all of those things. She's a liar. But it's impressive. A bad one. Right. And her parents are stupid. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah, she she eventually... Theodore. Is that the cat? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she eventually began working to finish high school and, complete, and com- completely and was later encouraged by her par- parents to apply to the university. She was, however, forbidden to go anywhere except to her piano teaching job, she was in no way permitted to contact Daniel Wong, which is mm. her boyfriend, who had been her boyfriend since high school. However, the two spoke secretly, I'm used yeah. during this period. So can't can't keep real love down. Yeah, so it was saying that um So they forgave everything. Basically and just put her back in right, life prison. Right, but it was he gave her a choice. You move back in the house 
you want to do what I you want to go to school or, or you can go live with Daniel Wong or or yeah, yeah or you can not live here go live with that dude um or he said that um you can go see him when I'm dead so that's the third option that's the third option <laughs> so basically as you can figure so how the, the story's going to so go the options, so the options are you can stay here and do and, what I say and, and don't see, see him, him again, right or you can get cut off and go with whatever him, yeah wherever you want to go or you can stay here and when I die you can do whatever you want exactly so basically, how the story's gonna go? Yeah. She ain't waiting for that. Yeah, she not, so. I mean, you didn't say when <laughs> when you were gonna die. You just said if you die. Right. She's like, hmm. Yeah. Thought about it. Like, <laughs> Light bulb. Yeah. It's like echoing in the back of her head. <laughs> when I die, you can see him. See him. See him. Like, die. Yeah. Okay. Right. So by the time that Jennifer was twenty-four, Wong had grown weary of trying to pursue in a relationship with her. So he ended up. Oh, he ended up. He ended up dating another chick. Ooh. But that's the trigger. He ended up dating another chick, but they he ended up coming back. So they ended up dating again. But at one point, he was like, well, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to go, you know. Over here. I'm going right. to go over to Trang. <laughs> <laughs> Who got some, you know, some easy appearance I can deal with. Yeah. So as Jennifer was so daunted and restricted by her parents that she lived at home and only met him in secret. Wong began to date another young woman mm. whom he soon fell in love with. Pan quickly invented a new story. This is what I was confused about. So... Pan quickly invented a new story and told Wong that a man had entered her house, showing what appeared to be a police badge. Okay. She then told him that several men had rushed in and gang raped her. Oh. After this, she insisted that a bullet was mailed to her, telling Wong that it was sent from his new girlfriend. So wow. she so she so she told Daniel Wong that a, a man came to my house pretending to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. I opened the door, mm-hmm. and then he burst in with a bunch of men, and they raped me. Mm-hmm. And your girlfriend that you're dating now set that up to happen to me. Is what it sounds like you just said to me. That's what it sounds like. I was confused. That's why I was asking you no, guys. No, I mean, that's what it that, sounds like. Okay, yeah. It sounds like, okay. what do you think? Because, yeah, because she's like, uh, and then your I got girlfriend just sent me a bullet. Yeah. And she probably sent them in over here to rape me. Yeah, that's what okay. it sounded like to me. Oh, so this is from... She was saying this she happened saying, from the new girlfriend. She was saying, Daniel, that girl you're dating right now uh-huh. had me gang raped oh, okay. and All sent right. a bullet to my to my house, which I think insinuates that she's gonna kill me. So just you say should just it. break up with her yeah, and just, get back with me. Yeah, just, but aren't you recovering from gang rape? I mean, it's whatever. It's just a gang rape. It's fine. <laughs> I can still date I you. Bad. Right? I want you back <laughs> in my life. I mean, that's I'll get over it. Yeah, it's fine. No biggie. No harm, no foul. <laughs> so in spring 2010, Pam was Pam was in contact with Andrew Mit Mitmoyer. A high school friend who she claims had <clears throat> bragged in their high school years about robbing people at at knife point, and assertion, and assertion denied by Matt Matt Montemore, whatever his name is. <laughs> I'm just call him Mont. Mont yeah. introduced her to Ricardo Duncan, who was another friend. Pan claims that she gave him fifteen hundred to kill her father in a parking lot at his workplace. That's it. <clears throat> Duncan says that she once gave him two hundred two hundred dollars for a night out, but. But that he returned it, and when she asked him to kill her parents, he was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing it." So like she gave him like a little taste of money. Yeah. Like here, here's some money yeah. just to show you I'm good for it. And then right. when he went out and bought some bottles and stuff, he's like, "Yeah, thanks for the money, but I don't want to do it." Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Pan. Stupid. Right. That's a scam. <laughs> thanks for the money, stupid. Pan and Wong were back in contact at this time, according to police, came up with a plan to hire professional hitmen for ten thousand dollars to kill her parents. Calculating that she would inherit five hundred thousand for Don't insurance. Don't count your chickens before they yeah. hatch, man. So, so 
what she thought was, look, we going to kill him, get this money, and, then and they was going to end up, they was going to end up moving together. Yeah, that's what their plan was. That's so dumb though to be like, for one, I don't know where you find a professional mm-hmm. hitman. It's always a scam. It's always like, hello, I'm not a police officer. I'm a professional hitman. Come get in my car. What'd you say again? You want me to kill who? Yeah, I want you to kill my mom and my dad for $10,000. Oh, for $10,000, you have a deal. I will kill your mom and your dad. And it's like, scam over, kill me. And they, and they come in and arrest you. It's never, who finds a professional hitman ever? That's so that's dumb. Where do you? How do you start in the paper? For one of those? You, know? yeah. you got to so, fill an app. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some like... But then, worst case scenario is you find a real hitman and you don't really have the money. You know. Oh, like he's the real, like he's the real deal. Like exactly. So is... now you, you're like, oh no, I I'm gonna have the ten thousand dollars. But my dad's death oh, just has well, to go I'm through litigation. <laughs> it don't it don't work like that. I just needed like a uh, six months to two years for them to go through the paperwork of his death and make sure every was no foul. But it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna murder you. And then I'll just, it's just whatever. I'll chalk it up as a loss. But right. I'm going to kill both of you. <laughs> so Wong, Wong connected Pan with Linford Crawford, who was another guy, that, one of his homeboys. Um, that has a lot of friends. Yeah, gave her, he gave her a SIM card and an iPhone so they can connect, they can talk to each other without her using her phone. Oh, this guy's so like, professional already. Right. I guess like what you call it, a um, burner, burner a phone kind of. Yeah. yeah. So on the 8th of November, 2010, Pan unlocked the front door of the family home when she went to bed. So... In the video, they got where everybody was going to bed, and she oh. was in her room. The only light that was on the house was in her room. Mm-hmm. So she flicked the light. Wow. And that was to come on, like, come, come, come on in. So she unlocked the door for these guys to come in. All carrying guns, after demanding all the money in the house and ransacking the main bedroom, they took Bick and Hand to the basement where they were shot multiple times. Mm. So the mom was shot a couple times in the back, and then the fatal shot was to, head, to the head. And the dad was shot in the back. He got shot in the face also, but he survived. What? And they yeah. escaped They escaped war in Vietnam and came to Canada, built a life, yep. got a Lexus and a Beamer, yep. and a nice house, had some money in the bank, and got set up by their fucking greedy-ass tiger child. Yep. Um. So, yeah, he was he survived his wounds, but he, he ended up being in a coma for a while. Oh, Han? Yeah, he ended up being in a coma for a while, so that's when why this backfired because he didn't die. Yeah. Father didn't die. Right. So he was in a coma, so she was telling these bullshit lies and acting like you had to see the video. She was acting like she was all sad and shit. Yeah. So um She was extra sad. Was well, she listening to her music? What like what, how is she explaining like <laughs> I didn't hear any gunshots? Did they have silencers? Well, she was saying that um the three men came in, took all the cash in the house, and they said that they they tied her up in the bedroom. They didn't tied her up didn't touch her. Yeah, they tied her up in the bedroom, but the police was like well, at first, everybody was like, well, this could have just been a, a random hit. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, well, you called the police. So oh, how did you man. call the police with your hands were tied? Yeah, how'd you get unloose? Wow. <laughs> how did you call the police with your hands were tied? And then when the police got there, she they she was tied. No, oh, they, they tied. untied. <laughs> and she got tied with a, like a shoestring. Oh, like nothing. Some bullshit. Like, I'm you're just... still here? Right. Okay, I mean, like, you're, are you really stuck? Yeah. Oh man, it's oh, and her hand falls out of yeah. the shoe oh, oh, oh no, I am. I'm really I'm stuck this way. Right. So in the video I saw, um, they showed it was they was like, okay, well, how did you make the phone call with the phone in your pocket? So this this article says she had an iPhone, but she didn't have an iPhone. She had a flip phone. So they was like, how did you make this phone call with the, the phone in your pocket? And she yeah. was like, had her hands behind her back. She was like, did like this, and then he was like, I flipped it and dialed it with my hands down here, and he was like, well, how did you hear what they said? What they say? He's like. I had the volume up really loud. 
this is a this is a flip phone. Right. <laughs> it Even with that to your <laughs> ear, the volume ain't loud. Right. <laughs> what you? I mean, calls I couldn't understand. Somebody was saying with that shit all in my ear with my fucking Nokia <laughs> QX313. Just flip up with the with the blue neon. Right. So the they phone. was on to her once. She was like, "Well, your hands are tired, and you called the police." So. Yeah. But she's and also in trouble, right? Because, I mean, I would imagine. Well, since her dad's alive, even if her mom's dead, the money doesn't go to her. No. So now but, she can't pay the Yeah, but the dad ended up coming out the coma, and then they get a whole other story from the dad. Oh, shit. So the dad was like, well, they came in, and they shot my wife and shot me, but before they shot me, she wasn't even tied up. She was talking to the guys before, right, oh, before the whole oh, thing went down. Before you shoot him, let me put my foot in his blood. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. So... Yeah, so it was just to be able to see that shit. Right. Yeah, so so I don't even think she probably tied up herself now. I think about it. She probably went up there and was like, like oh, I'm gonna tie myself up. Time. Now they go. Add right. extra sauce to it. So investigation quickly led prosecutors to treat Pan as the main suspect to the crime. Mm-hmm. On the trial, Pan and her accomplice began on nineteen on March nineteenth of twenty fourteen. Newmark continued for ten months. All pleaded not non guilty to the charges of first degree murder, attempted murder, and conspiracy to commit a murder. Mm. The trial um, the York Regional Police evidence included, uh, what does it say? Exhaustive tracking of the mobile device movements in the text message. So they found all the text messages. Yeah. So she tried to throw away the SIM card, but they still got they it. still had all the text messages in the phone. So Pan and Wong, in their six hours prior to the killing, further evidence centered around the typical nature of the break-in, robbery, quote shootings, and the ig ig ig. You got it. <laughs> I would just say not normal in the t- in Pan's testimony. I'm not gonna try that word. That shit is that's ridiculous. Oh, oh, now you got me curious. It Irregularities. So Pan's obsession with yeah, Pan's obsession with Wong and her lack of true emotion and the confession regarding the attack and the recognition of trauma she underwent were were also detailed. So she was acting like she was she was all sad. Broken hearted yeah, about broken it. Broken about her parents. But she really But wasn't. at this point, everybody knows she's been, she's still not proven guilty, right? But they have the text messages and shit. Yeah. So nobody's like, well, maybe we got the wrong person. Everybody's like, this is a lie. You're pretending to be sad. Yeah. At first, they didn't have enough evidence. Okay. But since the father came out the coma. Ooh, okay. That's what all the shit went down. Okay. My so they were saying that the, uh, the, now, the 911 calls of her hands were bound, that how did she make the phone call? So after more than three years of custody, despite the lack of any link in forensic evidence, as far as DNA, fingerprints, and bloody clothing, mm-hmm. on December third, December on December thirteenth, two thousand fourteen, Pan Wong and the two other guys, um, Mont and Crawford, were all convicted and charged, and each and they all received a life sentence and no chance of parole for twenty five years. Mm. But the dude, one of the dudes, didn't get charged for the murder. He was charged separately due to in incarceration to a separate charge of murder. Oh, so he killed so somebody they, else. He must kill separate. somebody else. Oh, so this probably was that second dude that they that had the that, phone, that had the like, phone yeah. and like SIM cards. Professional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's the phone. Look, only call me after three p.m. Take the SIM card out after you make the phone calls. And I'll just, meet you at this location. <laughs> that dude had just bodies. Had a sloppy boy. Right. Like, yeah. This boy. <laughs> Yo, you want to come to this job with me? All right, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. For yeah, sure, you got it. So they was like, I want my money. Yeah, uh, that dude was serious. Right. I don't know if the other dude was on. He like I'm not doing this, but he was in on it. But he, he was, still got he charged was, anyway because he was, he was, he was lackey. yeah because he was there. He was a lackey. But also a couple a couple notes I saw in the video that they said that she 
she was saying that she didn't, she had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But Wong ended up ratting her out and was like, well, she talked about Kill one of her parents did. Yeah. Yeah. So, she said all but the they didn't, I guess they didn't talk that through before the whole thing went down, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Like, Keep which is, you went through all the shit to make a, a textbook and, and you but didn't. You couldn't get this right? Right. Like, <laughs> she used so. up all her good lies. On the tricking her parents. Right out of steam. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's like, yeah, kids. the sick kids. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the sick kids case. You know, it's like, ran out of steam on the parents, couldn't lie to the police. Yeah, so also it was a, they said that she wanted to come clean about, but lied again and said shit, and, and said, it said, it said she paid the government to kill her parents. To, no, wait, she, this is what happened. She, she lied and said that the whole thing was supposed to kill, they were supposed to kill her. The, her people that she said right that. that's what she said that she set this whole thing up so they can to come kill, kill her. her as like a suicide mission what right but that's a terrible lie right <laughs> that's like one of the worst but lies. then I she die yeah I need them to Not kill today. me right I want you to kill <laughs> me later then they I said to be a surprise yeah. right <laughs> then she said that she changed her mind last minute and then since she had <laughs> she said that since she changed her mind last minute that she had to pay that the hitman ten thousand dollars and he didn't she didn't have the money so he was like I'm killing your parents. That's what, yeah, that's, that's what, what her was. story was. Right, that's what her story was. Like, look, I you changing up the job now. I, I need my money. Yeah. Man, if I'd have been the guy <laughs> that was in custody and they came to me and told me that's what she said, I'd have looked at those police like, Re- you really? Do your job. <laughs> do your job. <laughs> you, do, you be- do you believe that? Do you Does that sound real to you, sir, officer? So that's the that's the lie she tried to give. But this was all that's, before, that's this was all before her dad came out the coma, though. That's hilarious. But also they said that it's 250 cases a year of children, of children attempted to killing their parents over many different um, reasons, but it said also one of the reasons was like they not allowed to date who uh-huh. they were, which was her situation yeah. and other situations. Like they not allowed to do what they want to do. You can't repress kids, man. Right. So like this happens often. I didn't even think it ha- two hundred fifty cases a year. Yeah, you never heard of the Menendez brothers? Yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Uh, yeah, this shit, man. Especially like rich uh, kids that get repressed, because mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with like. Man, you know they're having a pool party orgy down the street, and you making me stay here, and I gotta practice playing uh, Spanish guitar. I'm gonna, I want you fucking, dead. I'm gonna fucking kill you. You know what I'm telling you? I went, I went to Perry Hall. Man, them kids. This wasn't even like upper echelon rich, mm-hmm. but they were like, you know, upper class suburban kids. These kids pulling up in uh, Jeep Commanders and crazy oh, ass fucking cars. They were all popping Xanax and smoking weed all the time, having crazy orgies and shit at people, girls sucking dicks at parties and shit like that. <laughs> I would went and to some you, of them. And you missing out on it? But I'm saying, if I'm one of the kids that's like, no, you can't come to this. You have to stay home because right, right. Uh, you got to practice uh, whittling, uh, learning how to woodwork. That that know. reminds me of... I'm going to kill what? you so fucking hard. <laughs> that reminds me of, you know, I hate a story. And I thought I was the only one that do it, but I guess a lot of people do it when they was young. So if your parents make you mad, like, go upstairs and be like... Well, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> He's like... Oh, fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging in the air. Ooh, fucking, oh. No, whole time you're not about that life, no. though. <laughs> My mom sometimes she'd be like, what? Like, she heard me, like, stomp or something. Like, What'd right. you say? <laughs> Not- nothing. Because you're crying. Right. So keep stomping. <laughs> I'll give you something to stomp Stom- about. Right, exactly. Yeah, yep, oh, yeah. yep, oh, yep. I'm in there. That's mad. Yeah, man. So that's uh, Jennifer Wong. I heard that story on, again, Crime Watch Daily. I, I love that. That's a good show, the YouTube, man. You the know, YouTube like, uh, channel. Yeah, they let you know the madness that's going on in the world. Yeah. So. Like, it has a lot of, like, shit that just happened, like, weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was an so. intriguing story, man. I enjoyed that very Gen- much. Jennifer Pan. Shout out to my man. Not Han- Pan. Pan. Not Pan. Pan. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Han Pan, 
for being a survivor. Yeah, you man. Know? I mean, he went through tragedy, lost his wife, sadly, yeah. but he he did he wasn't dying that day. Mm-hmm. And no shout outs to Jennifer Pan. No. Because, you know, look, man, parents just went Basically, the best for but you. like everything was basically for the D. Like she couldn't Yeah. He must have he must have had Wong, that he must have been lamb pipe. Daniel Wong had the schlong. Yeah. <laughs> must have been lamb pipe and yeah. she couldn't she could she she, she, was, crazy. she was dick crazy. Yeah. Or she was dick drunk. Or she just was crazy. I mean, I even without Daniel Wong in the picture, she was doing some she pretty, was, some she, pretty she nefarious was. stuff, making yeah. up graduations. And I know, shit like but that. I know all of that was exhausting. Oh, you, yeah, that's man. too much. Just yeah. come clean. I Your feel head's like just, full of li- you don't know what's true and what's fake anymore. All these stories you made up. You doing more work making up shit than you could have just went to school. Right. Could <laughs> have had a PhD by now. All this fucking shit you just made up. But yeah, let this be a lesson out there to parents. I'm not a parent, but friend, you're a parent. You know. Like, you know, do what's best for your kids, but, you know, you got to let your kids be kids. You know, like, let them have fun. I know you want your, what's best for your kids. You want your kids to be well-rounded and learn skills, but you can't just keep them in a room all day and not let them have social lives and make them do stuff that they don't think is fun. And it just, you know, let you, give your kids a little slack on the leash, man. That's all I'm saying. Really that was Jennifer Pam. Shout out, yeah, Pam. shout out to Jen. No shout out to Jennifer Pam. Pam. But uh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take another break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. All right, and we're back. And this week, because of our special guest that we have in studio right now, Les Green, American Idol contestant at the moment. Make sure you go check him out on YouTube. Superstar. Yeah, go ahead, shout out your go shout out your socials. Zero zero sixty nine. Sixty nine, sixty nine. Man, I texted Alvin yesterday. Night. They was going nuts on Twitter, man. It was it was crazy. Yeah, they was going nuts. I didn't have any service at all, so I had to go check it out afterwards. Yeah, I don't have a phone. Got a phone, so he didn't even know the love he was getting. But yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna seem like a very ungrateful bastard. <laughs> I apologize to anybody out there. He doesn't. He doesn't even him. care. He's going he to Hollywood. He doesn't even yeah. care what you think or if you liked it or not. People he doesn't American care. Idol is like, okay, you know what? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> ticket revoked. Your Hollywood yeah. ticket is revoked. <laughs> don't come. <laughs> yeah. Just don't bother. Yeah. Um, where can people uh, hit you up at to you know tour dates and all that kind of stuff? Shout out your yeah, socials. Yeah, exactly. I'm in a band called Patrick and the Swayze. Yes, so, that's Patrick. Um, and the, you heard that right, folks. He is in yes. a band called Patrick. And the Swayze's. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're great. is the Swayze's on, uh, on all social media platform. My personal one is I am Les Green. Uh, but American Idol has uh, <laughs> tagged me in my This is Les Green Yeah, that's Instagram. so passe. That's the old one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the one where it's just, you don't get any of my fun personality with that <laughs> one. And I post on it like every yeah. five months. <laughs> so <laughs> now I have to... Juggle three Instagram oh, accounts instead of just my two. Oh, the struggles, man! Oh, the super I feel so bad. <laughs> Superstar super uh, responsibilities that you yeah, have. I have an Instagram for my cat. That's how that's how thirsty I am. For Do you attention. still use that? You still no, post? I get notifications no, I sometimes. It. Really? Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel good. Like I will get on. And Do people somebody, comment on it? Yeah, somebody messaged Bring me. Bring back like, Theodore. They're like, oh man, you used to be so perfect on this Instagram. We missed, wow. we missed posts from Theodore, and they talk to you like you're, you're the, the cat. cat. They so you're so what? Uh, no offense <laughs> for those animal lovers, but Before that's fucking you, crazy. That's, that's creepy. Because you know I'm not a cat, right? You know, I, I have hands. So you know I'm not a cat, right? I'm a person. You can't oh, shit. They're probably picturing Theodore on, his, on Instagram with a pause. I, I look know. super cute in this photo. Yeah, but if, if anybody wants to go check that out, that is uh, Theodore the Cat on Instagram. It is still active, and there's some good content on there. It hasn't been 
been updated in a while, but you know, sometimes I will get uh, messages from people like, "Yeah, man, I love your posts. They're so adorable." When last time you put? Oh, I forget it. Oh, yeah, yeah. we don't <laughs> Somebody's gonna stand you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> wish you would still do it. I wish you would have it more post Theodore. I was the president of your fan club. If you don't put up another picture. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It's, it's Selena good. me. They might yeah. Selena my cat. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so That's right. a bit nuts, man. It's, it's very nuts. <laughs> but I do. I juggle three Instagrams myself. So, yeah. I understand the struggles of stardom. You know? I don't think you do. I, I don't think you do. I horrible ADD, and I can barely stay on a website to, like, pay my damn bills for, like, more than I'm like, oh, Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Les, we're clamoring for attention from you as all our new, your new fans. She's like, I don't know. I man, don't I'm, know. I, <laughs> I, I forgot. I don't forgot, waste the sorry. heat, man. <laughs> Don't waste this heat. <laughs> but no, yeah, so uh, the journey continues. Yes. So once Hollywood's, we're going to see what happens with that. And yeah, I think it's probably like another week auditions, and then after that. Tonight uh, is another episode. Yeah, tonight. Uh, tonight's yeah. auditions. So is everything already... Sh- Shot? No, uh, oh, this is all. They just so this is all. This, oh, that's Hollywood cool. Happens. So you gotta like leave and like. Yeah, do all that. Oh, yes, man. Hollywood stuff. magic, baby. That's crazy. But uh, yeah. I mean, I, if you guys, if you guys have your eyes out, I've been in th- uh, two of the last three episodes. Uh, in the background, I had on a green shirt and a black hat, looking quite inquisitive as people were singing. So <laughs> it's kind of my journey as well. Um, it's a joint journey, it's you know. We're joint. both on a journey, mm-hmm. you know. Just becoming American. I don't Idol. think it's the same. <laughs> it is the same because yeah. I'm, as me, I'm the co-host of the hottest true crime. Podcast yeah, but this is not a. And we I, have a guest here. He's a superstar. We're, this is about him today. <laughs> it's not right. about you. Nobody cares about you being in the background. But I was man. there. Were you there? <laughs> no, I wasn't. All right then. So don't but, hate on me. But don't, we're not. Look, man. Raise your hand if you've been on American Idol. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, friend doesn't have his hand up. Uh, so weird. I'm going to get to my story now. What if we just talk about Les and his American Idol uh, venture did. and we don't worry about your story? Well, we did, and that's well me. Because but you're not you, in it. I am in it. You just happen you, to be... You are you just, not in it. You just happen to be in you the are, background in the are, corner. You are not in it, sir. All right, man, whatever. You are the one that is not in it. Whatever, sir. That's American Idol on uh, America's <laughs> Network, ABC, <laughs> Sundays and Mondays. Make I mean, sure you I, check that out today. I don't know if it's going to be every Sunday and Monday. Maybe that's just the beginning. And um, it jumps just either Sunday or Monday. Unless they're about to have that many episodes that they need yeah, two it's days. A lot of content. It's two days and two hours per episode. <laughs> That's There's been about hours 16 hours of American Idol content in about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I watched it. I didn't turn on to like, you didn't go on until like the last. last yeah. yeah, and I, I turned it on like right before that. Shout like, out to everybody else. I was like, yes, he didn't uh, go on man. yet. <laughs> I was like, it's been two hours. Like, yeah. shout, out, shout out to Effie. Loved Effie. Thought everybody was great, but Effie was uh, super dope and she was awesome. And the lady at the end. Um, I love you, Maddie. Maddie. Yes, Maddie. I loved her. She was great. Um, But we're not here to talk about American Idol right now. We're going to take a break from that, and we're going to jump into some fucked up shit. And right now, it's my turn to tell my affirmative murder, and the affirmative murder that I picked was felt fitting because Les, as you'll hear in his journey story, lived in Guyana for a time, and I believe you're still a dual citizen, are you not? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, Les is a dual citizen of both here in Guyana, and my story, even though it's been told before, but I thought maybe he had some some little insights about Guyana mm-hmm. and we could get into some good juicy stories mm-hmm. about him in Guyana that I'm not going to let him tell all of them because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get him in trouble with ABC. But <laughs> I tell, I let him tell some of them because some of them okay. are funny. So my story this week... You should have let him tell your story. He can just sing the story. 
Well, he gets paid the same. Price, <laughs> are you going to pay him the same? Because I'm not. I not doing everybody. That. I'm surprised he didn't ask me to cut him a check to do this. So let's not push it. Let's <laughs> get free services. Don't, don't check your Venmo. Don't check your Venmo. I'll There's been a request. request. Yeah. <laughs> so my, oh, shit, he's billing us. <laughs> so my affirmative murder this week is the story of the Jonestown Massacre, mm-hmm. which happened in Guyana. Um, so I'm going to get not to be confused with Georgetown, which yeah. is the main part of Guyana. No, there was not mass murders in, in the normal Georgetown. It's Jones. Yes, this is, is a made up town. Uh, Jonestown is made up. OK, um, so I got my story from thoughtco.com and the woman who wrote it. Her name is Jennifer Rosenberg. Shout out. So shout out to Jennifer Rosenberg. <clears throat> let's, let's get into this. On November 18th, 1978. The People's Temple leader, Jim Jones, uh, instructed all members living in the Jones in the Jonestown. They called it the Jones in the Jonestown because they really he was really proud of this. So all the members living in the Jonestown, Guyana compound to commit an act of revolutionary suicide by drinking poison punch, which. I've been a part of some cool things. I've been on a couple basketball teams in my life. You know, I've had some fun times. I quit one that you were part of because the coaching was not up to par with me. Um, you talking about years ago? Yeah. You didn't quit because of coaching. Uh, we don't have to go into why. <laughs> no, no. Now that you brought that up, we're all going to go into that. This guy, quit. no, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me tell my story. Let me tell my, let me tell my story. Oh, yeah, I won't interrupt you. I won't interrupt. Thank you, because I'm a superstar on this podcast. Oh, okay. oh, whoa! All right, someone's mad they weren't on American so, Idol. <laughs> so, um, let's we we played for a basketball team. Mm-hmm. So this guy had a hoodie, right? Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a hoodie. I, did, I, did, I had a hoodie. He had a hoodie that he hoodie. thought somebody somebody stole it. He thought somebody stole it. So he's like, somebody stole my hoodie, man. I'm not going back there. I don't want to play for the team anymore. <laughs> Whole time, if it was good coaching, the hoodie, the hoodie wouldn't have excuse been. Excuse me, excuse me. The hoodie was what you find in your backpack. I didn't. It was in his backpack. <laughs> so <laughs> the hoodie that he thought was stolen was in his backpack the whole time. Yeah. I'm not I playing with you guys anymore. Playing in this neighborhood anymore. This is just this is a scum. We was at the boys and girls club. Uh, <laughs> look, man. Right. Look, these kids don't have parents. I don't know. This is this is that. This, this got way way too parents. way too offensive. Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> when the people's background and everything, because somebody stole stole his hoodie. <laughs> Here's what happened. These people need dads. Yeah. You know, this, <laughs> you know, this is what's wrong with the black community. I went on, I got on my soapbox super hard at like 13. You know, this is what's wrong with the black community. There's no dads around, and these kids are just stealing people's hoodies out of the bleachers. You won't be seeing me in this Boys and Girls Club ever again. It's like, whoa, they just... Oh, shit, what happened? Oh, oh we, 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 we feedback. Oh, uh, we yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can they see us? Yeah, we, we're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like, they just stole your hoodie. They didn't beat you up. <laughs> well, I felt offended. And But what happened was um, I left the house that day in my mom's hoodie. And I, <laughs> I, my hoodie my hoodie that I wore all the time had a brown tree on it upside down on the front. I and remember, when you zip yep. it up, yep. the trees connect. It was a super dope fly. So when I finished basketball practice, which, again, the coaching was a little, you know, Strenuous, sure. pushing us a sure. little hard as kids. Sure. That's a sure. part of it. That's sure. a part of it, friend. <laughs> you don't remember. So after a strenuous practice, which I think was a little too strenuous for kids, yeah, I go I'm to not my... getting paid for this. Yeah, so. all right. I'm not in the NBA, so I go to the bleachers to get my hoodie and you know make my exit because I'm exhausted from all the training. But to make it to to uh, 
he was this is what his over this is overweight days. This is when he was a little chunky. So that's why <laughs> maybe that's why So that's why that's why the practice was a little bit too overwhelming <laughs> for him. <laughs> the, pra- <laughs> the practices were overwhelming for everybody. All right? You didn't have to that didn't have to be Brad added. Doesn't seem to say to no, exhaust <laughs> You know, that didn't, that, you know, that, you know, you look, man. I was on American Idol. You weren't. You don't have to go. So you gonna keep breaking that up? That's the only you thing go, you got. You, you, you attacking my character? Because well, you blaming you blaming the Boys and Girls Club of look, America that somebody look, there stole your hoodie. I look, man. I was pleasantly plump. That doesn't have anything to do with the story. <laughs> pleasantly, I was mad voluptuous. Because I was fat and sassy. Yeah, I, yeah. I was mad voluptuous. I didn't have oh, that didn't have man. anything to do with with the story. So what happened was when I finished my. But the practice, which was strenuous for everybody. <laughs> when I finished the practice, I go to the bleachers and I'm looking for a hoodie with a brown tree on it. And I didn't see it. And I saw there was a hoodie there. But I was like, that's not my hoodie because my hoodie has a brown tree on it. Mm-hmm. So I go, man, I think I told you after we all got over from practice, I was like, man, you know, somebody stole my hoodie. I mean, can you believe this place? I'm not coming back here anymore. And he was like, what? What do you mean? I was like, no, nah, man. They come, they stealing stuff. This is not any kind of place that I want to be associated what is this, with. the Pal Center? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Pal Center. I grew up with Pal Center, man. I shout out to the, group, the Pal Center off Sinclair Lane. I don't know if it's open anymore. Yeah, but I would I would have preferred a Pal Center yeah. because there's authority there. There's police officers in uniform there. <laughs> Oh, kids so, had dads at the palace. Yeah, no, 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 no. The no. Extra, there were no. even less dads at the palace. I was one of them. Um, so yeah, no. So I, when I go home, I was like, I was really defeated. Like, man, I mean, I just you go to take a day and try to better yourself and get in shape and get on be a part of a team, and they steal from you. And then when I went in my bag and when I got home, I, um, oh no, not, I didn't go in my bag. I went home and my hoodie with a brown tree on it was there. And it was in that moment that I realized, slightly after, also when my mom asked me if I if I saw her her hoodie, and I was like, no. <laughs> but then it, it clicked in my head like, oh damn, I wore her hoodie to that, you and I there. just left it, and I yeah. saw it, and I was like, my hoodie's gone. I don't know whose hoodie that is, <laughs> so I didn't take it, and I so I lost. Technically, oh, the story man. is I lost my mother's hoodie, yeah. but at the time I was like, this is, I mean, this is America in two 2000- thousand. <laughs> 11 or whenever that was like this is america now people just steal people's hoodies so yeah that's how i felt at the time but that we got a little bit off subject and fran got a little personal but that's cool i'm gonna move on i'm not gonna attack him personally i'm gonna go back into my story so tag me for what 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 are you attacking me for look man i'm i'm classy so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go yeah with you it. don't do that because our listeners will back me up because I'm, I'm the superstar this on guy. this podcast. So continue, please. Yeah, that's why we spiked before. Is you got a little bassy on your thing. And your mic Can is, you, um, and your mic is continue? Shit. I want to hear your story, please. I will continue. Thanks. Um, so, yeah. So they uh, they all committed to drink poison. Mm-hmm. They Jim Jones, falling, uh, got them to drink poison. And in all, at Jonestown, nearly 918 people died that day. Uh, oh. A third of them, who, a third of whom were women and children. Mm. Uh, I believe this is like the m- biggest mass suicide, definitely in Guyana for sure, but oh, yeah. in maybe in like ever. I, so I, they just he just passed out Kool Aid. Yeah, he kind of he passed out Kool Aid, but you know, charismatic, you know, cult leader. He's on the soapbox, like you know, they won't let us live. <laughs> this club's whack. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Let's go to heaven. <laughs> 
This place is boring, right? Let's yeah. Bottomless mimosas. <laughs> this place is boring, right? Who's ready to go see Jesus? Am I yeah, right? It's Let's all hot here. It's the summer all year round. Not even any beaches. Yeah, the water's not yeah. blue. This place sucks. Let's, Let's go. Yeah. Let's... Oh, Let's man. shake this joint, am I right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, the, oh, here it goes. Yeah. The Jonestown Massacre was the most deadly single non-natural disaster in U.S. history until September 11th, 2001. Wow. Uh, the Jonestown Massacre also remains the only time in US, in history in which U.S. Congressman Leo Ryan was killed. Wait, that sounds weird. The Jonestown Massacre also remains the only time in history in which a U.S. Congressman was killed in the line of duty. And his name is Leo Ryan. Um, so I'll get to that, uh, later on in the story, okay. but yeah, this was, this was the biggest, uh, mass killing of American citizens. That's the only reason to put Guyana on the map. Only yeah. A bunch of American people Guyana. died there. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse Americans? me? Gaia what? <laughs> Let's not go there. It's in Africa? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so what are these were Tourists? I'm sorry? These were tourists? That no, they all. just, they migrated. Jim Jones, I'll get into it. Okay. I, I'll okay. tell you, I'll, I'll get into the story. And right. for everyone's clarification, Guyana is in South America. It's not Ghana. Not to be confused with Ghana. <laughs> that is in Africa. They're, they're different. They're two different places. <laughs> Less is not African is what he's basically <laughs> trying to say. I mean, we all are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but... yes, we are our, uh, the a diaspora of Pan-Africanism. We all have African blood in us. Wakanda forever. Yes. But... Wakanda always. But Les is not a directly from Africa. He is from Guyana. He is West Indian. One more you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, so like what? So are you a- you're African? No, well, I've been there. No, like, I'm saying that's what yeah, people will say. Yeah. Oh, no, they go, oh, Ghana? Like they just, like they didn't hear him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like you pronounced Guyana, it wrong. Like, oh, Ghana. Like no, I did. Did I say right. that? I'm from there. I know how to pronounce uh, it. Oh, actually, <laughs> because um, uh, by the way, I don't have a uh, murder because a I was hungover and don't fucking tell me what to do. Uh, and, and I couldn't bear to uh, even pick up. My, Everybody's really attacking me today. And I, I I'm just trying to be the captain of the ship and steer things in the right direction. And you're calling me fat and you're telling me don't tell you what to do. I didn't, I didn't call you fat. You did call me. You called a version of me fat. We, My past Look, self. man, time is... Back in the day. Time is not linear. Time is a blanket and all me's are the same me. Future me, past what me. What is the You're man? insulting me. So you called me fat and I don't appreciate it, but I'm going to take the high road. And I don't I'm not care. Take the high road on you too. <laughs> Mr. Don't Look, tell I'm me. Just, I'm just getting back to my normal self. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, hey, you leave the superstars alone, sir. Now read my, your story, please. Say what you're going to say. Oh, yeah, so uh, this was just another touch on people being stupid. Um, there was, because uh, I, I was looking up um, the Agricola Village Massacre, which is where my mom's from in Guyana. Oh. And I showed Alvin the picture of it, and it's like, Hacked up body parts. Yes. Hacked Whoa. up people. Yeah. Like in Guyana, we use machetes for everything, like yes. cutting coconuts out of trees, like just yard work and shit like that. And um, yeah, That's somebody used the machete on this these people. <laughs> on a person. Uh, on a few people. And um, Jeez. so it under the picture, it's like uh, Agricola Village uh, Massacre. And then you read, you read, I'm reading some of the comments. Mm-hmm. And then there's one smart ass that think they know everything. Oh, boy. You see? There's all this crime and all this stuff going on, and Africa's a dangerous place. And then somebody was like, Guyana's in South America, jackass. <laughs> well, like, still. I was like, thank you. At least somebody said yeah, it. Right. Didn't have but to. still, though. But still, it's dangerous there. Yeah. <laughs> just shut up. You were wrong. Yeah. You were so wrong. just shut up. Coming in there with the energy, like, see? 
Trump wasn't wrong when he called it a shithole. And I hate, I hate those people. Up. I hate those. Look it's at those what's happening in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing people off rivers. T'Challa, the king. They can't even keep their their, their king alive. <laughs> it's not real. It's fictional, man. But still, though, that's right. why I hate that the most of anything. Like you're wrong. It's like, oh, forget it. Take it. But I mean, I'm not. I'm still. I'm. I think more like we're both right. I'm still right. <laughs> Africa's still fucked up, even though this isn't Africa. Still. Let me send you a link. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back to the story. Okay. Founded in 1956 by Jim Jones. Uh, the People's Temple was a racially integrated church that focused on helping people in need. Jones originally established the People's Temple in Indianapolis, Indiana, but then moved it to Redwood Valley in California in 1966. Jones. Say it again. They made a movie. Oh, As, they I remember seeing like a documentary slash hmm. actual movie. So it had real clips. Oh shit! Oh wow! Playing. Did they have real clips of like the end? Yeah, they had like Ooh. mixtures of clips, and yeah, I remember watching it. It was on like uh, Lifetime or something. Oh, shit. I remember. I saw a documentary, not maybe not the same one, but I saw a documentary. Like it was pure documentary, and there's mm-hmm. footage of them flying over. Yeah. After everybody's dead, and you just see bodies, almost a thousand people just dead on the ground as a helicopter's <laughs> flying over. After this, sorry, after this, yeah, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, the body, the bodies were on the, the bodies were on the floor, and a helicopter flew over, and was just the helicopter pilot was in shock. It was everybody. I think that a lot of them had put on like white cloaks, so that, like they had covered themselves somehow. And I, I believe if I'm not mistaken. It'll, I'll tell it'll tell us in the story. I think there was a guy. He had people from his group go around and make sure that anybody who was still alive, they finished, they finished them off. Yeah, because some people, because in the movie thing, some people were like, ah, oh, I'm drinking. Go, uh, oh, no. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> threw it away. <laughs> Fucking throw it behind your back. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, I'm poisoned. Yeah, people were trying to change their mind. They were yeah. like, uh, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> I just thought this was a See, bodies start dropping. You're like, yeah. wait, what's going on around I would have put on the bed. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, I'm poisoned. The death becomes me. Not yeah. tried to fake it, but in that That's case, crazy. in that case, he had sent people around to finish people off. <laughs> Don't forget wow. to drink your Kool Aid when you so when you when you when he was finished when he was finishing them, finish, finish them off was he was they shooting them or going around with a uh, the machete? Oh no, these people had guns. He oh, had he yeah. Jim Jones wasn't he was he was a white man. Yeah. Oh. he had guns. Yeah. <laughs> He's not gonna use Afri- like a machete like some kind of village. <laughs> just chop their heads off. Just. <laughs> He, no. used, he used what the conquerors used. <laughs> he used some primitive weapon. He used a gun. Uh, yeah, so they moved to California in 1966. Jones had a vision of a commun- of a communist community, uh, one in which everyone, and also communism could work under the right circumstances. Just want to say that. I'm not a communist, but I'm just saying if everybody wasn't assholes and people weren't people, and everybody could follow some good rules of community, c- communism could work. But it can't because everybody wants more. Um... Yeah, so he had a vision for a communist community, one in which everyone lived together in harmony and worked for the common good. Doesn't that sound great? That's yeah. what communism is, but just it's always bad people, you know, always make it go bad. Uh, he was able to establish this in a small way while in California, but he dreamed of establishing a compound outside of the United States. Uh, I think they call that uh, conquering something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, that's, I think that's what Christopher Columbus and all those guys did when they came to America, too. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I want to go somewhere else and do what I want when I get there. And if there's people in my way, then they will not be there anymore. It's, That's crazy. It's called conquering things. We'll politely ask them to leave. <laughs> uh, 
uh, this compound would be fully under his control, allow people's temples member allow people's temple members to help others in the area and be far away from any influence of the United States government. So he wanted to create his own town, Jonestown. Uh, Jones, fa Jones found a remote location in the South American country of Guyana that fit his needs in 1973. I mean, by fit his needs, did he just mean... Like, <laughs> they had land. It was land cheap. there that I wanted. <laughs> he leased some land from the Guyanese government and had workers begin clearing it of jungle. Now, Les, if you could um, give people kind of a picture of what Guyana is... You know, Diana is it more of like a Brazil? Is it like... the land of many waters? It is not like a Brazil. The water is brown. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yes, it is. Uh, the beaches are not. It's, it's not what you think. Uh, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, there's science behind it, but uh, water's brown. Yeah. Um, but it has many waters. But no, yeah, it's the Guyana is known as the land of many waters. Uh, it's a bunch of there's rainforest but then there's also you know the the town like the georgetown yes not jonestown <laughs> not jonestown <laughs> but it's it's huge it's a it's a huge country it's it's caribbean it, it's it's lumped in with the caribbean even though it's not an island yes so, but it's it's so pretty much everything you see in every other caribbean island besides the blue water yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except the it's thing there. that makes I people want to go there for vacation <laughs> the food <laughs> The, the dreadlocks, uh, all that. All that's there. Except the crystal blue water. <laughs> Except the water. The crystal blue water. And, oh, yeah. man. Food, and, delicacies. Yeah. And uh, the woods. This is what freaks me out. Is because this compound is in, like, deep in the woods. Uh-huh. Uh, when we moved back, we lived deep in the woods. Where it took us, like, it was like, that you know that video game Pitfall? Yeah. That's how we, you, we used to have to go through shit like that just to get out to the main road <laughs> wow. to take a bus into town. Damn. And we yeah. used to have to do that and then walk our groceries back in there. There was even one part where we used to have to um, balance across, instead of going a long way, we used to have to balance across this log. Like a makeshift Like bridge. off this swamp thingy. With groceries? Yes. So you had to like weigh them? My so brothers you... used to have me on my back and they like, we used to like, they, oh, they shit. sometimes they'd have like long sticks to go into there. And it, right. It was too much of an adventure. And now that I'm an adult and bougie, uh, <laughs> I don't walk in. So I will not be I doing that. I will not be doing that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was like, we, it was nothing but lanterns. That's how we, <laughs> that oh, was our wow. life. We didn't have lights back there. There was no wires, no electricity back there. So everything was like our lanterns. There was like a creek down there. We used to have to, that's where we got our water from to take damn shop baths and stuff like that. Like For real. Oh yeah. I, I, damn. It's real. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a pet monkey too. Yeah, my brother had a pet monkey. My mom. Oh, the family. Him. The family had a pet. My monkey. yeah. I wish it wasn't. Mine. He didn't get his own yeah. pet monkey. All my brother did was get high. Why do he deserve a pet? I still. It's a touchy subject for me. I climb trees. I was like little Mowgli back then. I never used to wear clothes. I always used to have my underwear, and I used to, used to be climbing shit. A monkey and my companion mom, would have been perfect. Yeah, and, but no. But Matt. What was the name of the monkey? Uh, let's, I think we yeah. named it after Aladdin. I monkey. named it Bob Marley. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, he smokes me. <laughs> a uh, pet monkey. That's cool. Yeah, man. yeah it was cool. Uh, and it all, it's it, a lot of questions about that, but you know. Yeah, well, well, I, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> but um, with the, the the as far as the geography of Vietnam, mm -hmm. it's there's woods there everywhere. And now that I'm older, and to think all the because now I, I can like look up what animals are in the jungles of Guyana. I'm like, oh, okay. There's some big ass cats in there. There's, I don't know if it's a tiger shit. or some shit, uh, but there's. So you can like potentially see one of those. Oh yeah. 
Oh hell, no. he's out there climbing that's trees. crazy. He's out there climbing trees. So you just had to be bold. And all of our, our walls. I, so somebody started building a cabin way back in this wooded area. Mm-hmm. So there was like one part of the like one room was done, and it was a small room. It was like the entrance way, and uh, my brother and sister lived there, and, and they had beds. They had a bunk bed, but uh, me and my mom and my brother, we had hammocks strung mm-hmm. up, and yeah. that was my bed for like well, since we lived there. And all the sheets we had from the states, we put up as walls, and we just put a giant tarp over it because the rest of the thing wasn't done. So it was yeah. just like it was just the skeleton of a house. He lived in the shell of a house. Yeah. Nobody on earth could be like, "I lived in the struggle." To no. you, they couldn't <laughs> no, say that to no. you. Yeah, I, they couldn't say that. To and you. this is no. the reason why I hated Alvin when I first <laughs> they met say him. Because no, man, I mean, did you hate me? I was like lovable, right? Uh, like you know. Oh my God, <laughs> my mom would leave me alone. See, my alarm kept going off. I'm napping. <laughs> He's like, you gotta he go to, to work. He used to, he used to come into work, and I'd be like, oh man, the struggle, right? I've been here since eight. It's like ten thirty. I've been there like two and a half hours. Like, I can't wait to go home. He's like, in his head, he's, he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, walk by me because he didn't like me when we first met. He'd be like, I just got off. Really? Stuff. Oh, we're not even going. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask why. I want to well, hear I, that. Well, because I was, I was, I was a spoiled kid. So it's like. I said, motherfucker, I just left my other job of being there 10 hours, and I'm coming here, you're complaining about <laughs> your, your four-hour shift. At this guy that works at the mall at Abercrombie. You're talking about Abercrombie, I'm yeah, guessing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, God, man. Oh, my mom didn't pack <laughs> enough food for me in my lunch, right? I mean, and he's he literally, one time, we had like a pizza party at work, and he stole the pizza from work. And, but for me, for me, I was like, oh man, this guy's so wacky. He, he got us all. He stole the pizza from the pizza party. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> but he ate that pizza for the week. Like that was his meal. Oh, that, that was, was your, that was your food. He stole that to sustain himself for the week. But oh, in my head, I was, in my head, I was like, oh, I stole a pizza once in it high It was a school. joke, right. He pranked us. He got us good. That was your dinner for every night. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. lunch yeah. <laughs> And so he hated wow. me. So he, he, he hated me pretty, pretty legit. Because I was just that guy that was like, man, why are you still here? Don't you want to go home? He's like, you you, you asked you asked the manager to stay an extra three hours? Don't you want to just go home? He's like, I need money to pay rent. I need to live. I need this money. I'd be like, oh, man, four hours is enough for me. Actually, can I go home 30 minutes early? I'm ready to go. You can take the rest of my shift. <laughs> you want my hours? So, yeah, even that was a come up from Guyana for me. So, but, so back there, it's just like, so it's like legit roughing it. So for him building this community in that little plot of uh-huh. land where he's thing, I mean that's still. Like, it's pretty impressive. And from the little documentary thing, it was a very uh, rainbow coalition type thing. Yeah, because it was like it was all yeah. type of people. It, yeah. was, it was it was black people, white people, Asian people. I think that's it was crazy. meant to be beautiful in the beginning. I think he had a good idea, right. but he went senile or something. And we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. wait. What? So Evercrumb was your first job from no. back? Oh. No. I oh, I was about to. I was about to. Jobs. I'm about the to say, wow. Back. There's nothing I haven't done besides your job. Like <laughs> that was the only job I haven't done. <laughs> Man, every time I talk to him, it's like, you know, Les is in uh, fucking Salt Lake City. I'm like, what is he? What's doing never, there? I've never said he was. I'm bad. just saying <laughs> as an example. That's <laughs> like, like the one place I don't think you've ever been before. <laughs> but it'd be random places like that. Like, what? yeah, yeah. He, just, he yeah. just got. He just decided to get up and just fly there. Like, okay. Travel, believe me. He got me to That's get cool. my passport. So you know, I, you know. Um, Hopefully oh, I'll get that I'll get there someday as well. 
Um, Salt Lake City? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have we have some, a listener in Salt Lake City, and she's always telling us that she'll make us funeral potatoes. And apparently, it's the best. Excuse thing me. Huh? Excuse me. That's the that's their their uh their delicacy in in, nah, in that sounds like drinking in the Utah. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, funeral potatoes. When she, I'll show you. I'll show you. It yes, sounds, okay. I said that too. Uh, I, said, I was like, uh, excuse yeah, me. I'm not going to eat a funeral or anything. I think you got a death threat. <laughs> I think she might have said, I'm going to serve potatoes at your funeral <laughs> when I kill you and wear your skin. Well, shout out to her. Then. Yeah, she's, she's cool. Though. She's super cool. Uh, she's, she's big on Twitter with us. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, back to Guyana. Uh, since all building supplies needed to be shipped into the Jonestown architectural settlement, construction, on the site, construction of the site was slow. In early 1977, there were only about 50 people living in the compound, and Jones was still in the U.S., so he wasn't even... At the beginning like, stages, like, I'll get there when it's finished. Mm-hmm. They don't have, uh, they don't have central Call area. The pools installed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have central area, so he had, he had about fifty people living there, getting it set up for him to, you know, feel comfortable going. So there were fifty people there from the jump, like roughing it. Uh, however, that all changed when Jones received word that an expose was about to be printed about him. The article included interviews with ex-members. Uh, the night before the article was printed, Jim Jones and several hundred People's Temples members flew to Guyana and moved into the Jonestown compound. So basically, he, I think, to me, that sounds like something bad was about to come out about how bad things were in Guyana mm-hmm. and how we, you know, he's not here and we are leaving. This isn't coming together. So he flew everybody down to be like, no, see, we're all here together. We're making it work. We're a team. So that the article would look like it's false. Oh, okay. But it really was. Like, people, the 50 people were like, man, he's not even here. This right. isn't Jonestown. It's fucking, <laughs> we're in the woods. It's hot. We've got us building shit. Let's leave. <laughs> and then so he flew down and tried to, you know, it was like some, some North Korea shit where it was like, see, no. I'm here. It's great, right? Right, right. He probably flew down with some supplies. Like, everybody eats good. The whole team eats. Um... So here we go. Here's where it starts to take a turn. Jonestown was meant to be a utopia. However, when members arrived at Jonestown, thing was not, things were not as expected. Since there weren't enough cabins built to house people, each cabin was filled with bunk beds and overcrowded. The cabins were also segregated by, gen- by gender. So married couples were forced to live apart. And I don't know if he didn't just didn't want people fucking or why. <laughs> no, that I'm was... not getting any. None yeah, it's like, what is the, why am I here? I don't get to have sex with my wife. That's and crazy. And I have to live in a cabin so with he, he just, just So it was just like men here and then just Men here, separate. women here. But all crammed into, you know, small quarters. Bunch of people crammed in unfinished bunks. Wow. I don't know why he had them separate. Can't even get buns or nothing. Nah, you can't even bun up. You know? <laughs> uh, it's pretty crazy. Um... The heat and humidity in Jonestown was stifling. Yep. <laughs> it's accurate? Yes. <laughs> and caused a number of members to get sick. I've never... Because it's so hot? <laughs> it was so hot that people got sick? So hot. All right. They, 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 <laughs> that was Jesus. Yeah, they just, they just, oh, that, oh they, that's they not... Just it was so hot. They yeah, they're from America. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die. It's so hot out here. Oh, God. So I'm sick. <laughs> It's so hot that it was so hot in Jonestown that people got sick. Uh, wow! <laughs> it wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that. <laughs> Members were also required to work long work days in the heat, often up to eleven hours a day. So you're working eleven hours a day, and remember, it's a communist community, so you don't get paid. 
Everybody gets the same food. Everybody gets the same clothes. Everybody gets the same everything. So you're just working to make the community better. But that means you have to work 11 hours in fucking humidity, muggy, hot. For all of us to get the same thing. Yeah. You no matter how hard you work, hard you work, you still can get that's the, that's the side of community. That's the side of communism where that's your capitalist brain poking right. holes in it. Where right. you go, well, I work this hard, so watch somebody that works not half as hard as me. We get the same thing. Right. You wouldn't want to live in a communist society, no, sir. and I probably wouldn't either. But I'm saying if I have, if all I ever knew was communism, where, but everything's great. Everything, everybody lives in a square house. Everybody has. A fridge. So everything is equal. Everything's equal, but everything's equal, but everything's great. That's where communism goes wrong. It's like communism that in the world that we know, Mm -hmm. everybody's equal because everybody's fucking dirt poor. Right. Except the people who run the communist country. Mm -hmm. But if everybody everybody was middle class, everybody, everybody had a car that runs great and Mm -hmm. gets fixed and you have food in your fridge, everybody has the same kind of food. Or not same kind of food, but everybody has food. Right. You know, you make what you what you want with your food. Everybody has a fridge and the lights are on and all this kind of stuff. Everything runs great. That sounds great to me. Now, because I'm a capitalist swine mm-hmm. and grew up in America, I'm like, but what if I want a Ferrari? Right. Why should I not be able to work hard and get a Ferrari? Right. Yeah. That's the poisoning of capitalism. Hmm. But I think, you know, communism sounds like an ideal way to run a society. Like everybody looks out for the person mm-hmm. next to them. It's all we're all in this together. And nobody's better than the next man. And it's just great and peaceful. But it never works out that way. So I don't think it'll ever work. Um, yeah, so sometimes they have to work 11 hours in a day in the heat. I mean, that'll make you sick. 11 hours 11 and hours, it's hot. Jeez. Can you imagine if you had to work 11 hours every day as a mailman for free in the summertime? I wouldn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't imagine. What the fuck? I can't imagine because I, I wouldn't do that. Y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> Um, throughout the compound, members could hear Jones's voice broadcast through a loudspeaker. Unfortunately, Jones... Wake up! <laughs> wake up, wake up! It's time to work! <laughs> it was actually more of like a... He was very like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he'd say like a very, like, you know, uh, we're here, to, we're on a mission here. He's, he was very like uh, inspirational. So everybody just stop and look up and shit? Well, no, talking? they probably got used to it. Like, oh, oh man, he's on the speaker again. Like, I've been working for eight hours. I don't care about your inspirational words. Uh, it's like we are all in this together through the loudspeakers. Mm-hmm. You're like got blisters, bloody blisters on your hand. Um, let's see. Yeah, unfortunately, Jones often would talk endlessly on the loudspeaker, even through the night. Exa- oh, yeah. no. So he started to. It started off with good intentions, but I don't know if the power went to his head or he was old. So maybe he got old and started to get senile. He's like. It's Just 2 o'clock in the morning, you finally get to go to sleep. You got to wake up at 7 to go work for free again. He's still on the loudspeaker like, I remember once when I was 11, and everyone <laughs> told me I'd never amount to anything. Like, oh, shut up. Look at me now, in a town named after myself. I did it, Mom. Suck my dick. And people trying to go to sleep. That's and, crazy. That'll drive me fucking nuts. That'll, like, drive, that'll drive me crazy. We, we don't care. Look, I knew we should have just bought that timeshare. <laughs> You're the one that said you wanted to live a boho lifestyle. You wanted to be bohemian. And now look where we are, Sharon. Because there was all kinds of people there. Um, Let's see. Where did I leave off? Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exhausted, exhausted from a long day's work, members did their best to try to sleep through it. Although some members did love living in Jonestown, others wanted out. Since the compound was surrounded by miles and miles of jungle, 
and encircled by armed guards. So not only was it like Les <laughs> described his his like day of living was I had to walk up a hill that was unfinished mm. and climb over this to get the they would not only would they have to do that, but they were also under the arm of of guns and uh, security that wouldn't let them leave. So they could, it was like they was in prison. Exactly. So yeah, even if you like, wanted to leave, you didn't shot. For this. You're staying yeah, here. Yeah. Not even, but not only even if, even if you wanted to leave, not only are you threatened of being shot, but the escape is like tenuous. You have to climb through miles and miles of jungle. So it's basically like... And they're running the big cats and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, well, <laughs> fuck it. I mean, I hate it here, oh, but I don't want to die. Like, over your head, like, yeah. collar bugs you and shit. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I'd rather stay here than die. Snakes, don't get me so- Oh, God, no. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Guyana, though. <laughs> it's, it's one of the biggest uh, waterfalls. You can't even go China. anywhere, man. That sucks. Yeah, you're just stuck in Jonestown forever. Um, yeah, although some members did post some. Yeah, so they were surrounded by miles and miles of jungle, encircled by armed guards. Members needed Jones's permission to leave, and Jones didn't want anyone to leave. So no, basically, he was like, yeah, so, so basically, Jim Jones was like, "Listen, listen. I My want friend. you. He's like, I want you to want to be here." Mm. But either way, you're gonna be here. Right. So, so you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> I want you to. It. I want you to like it. Right. But either way, you're gonna be here. <laughs> so even if you're miserable, you're not going anywhere. That was the Jim Jones philosophy. <laughs> like it or die. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna end in death. Just want you to know that. You can either die now, or you can die later. But either way. This ends in death. Die later, we're at a party. <laughs> so, uh, U.S. Representative Leo Ryan from San Mateo, California, heard reports of bad things happening in Jonestown. Thus, he decided to go to Jonestown and find out for himself Why? what was going on. Because he wanted to become president someday, probably. He was like, this would look really good if I went down there yeah, and sure. really, like, with some cameras and was like, hey, I'm putting a stop to this. Vote for me. Like they're armed, um, you know they're armed guards there, yeah. right? Um, you know what? Let me let me take that back. Maybe Theo uh, Ryan. Theo. Maybe I'm sorry. Maybe um, I watched Cosby Show earlier. Uh, maybe <laughs> Leo Ryan really was concerned to have you know wanted to do something good. Maybe that's what it was. So we'll go with that. Okay. But it does seem a little odd to hop on a plane and go down to Guyana right. to like do right. what? Yeah. Like tell him no and stop. It was you know. And this guy's from this. State stuff. Yeah, he, he has no jurisdiction in Guyana. He, you know, he can't really. What is he gonna do? I don't <laughs> even. You know, like, hey, look, hey, listen. You're from America, <laughs> yeah. so I'm gonna tell you not to do this, even though I can't technically. <laughs> How long is a flight from here to Guyana? Uh, about like seven, eight hours. Yeah, so you have to oh, an eight okay. hour flight to go wow. there, basically, be like, hey, stop, don't do that. Right. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he heard the reports of everything happening in Jonestown, so he decided to go down and go see for himself what was going on. He took along his advisor, an NBC film crew, which, you know, kind of... Whole... He took a whole film crew down, which kind of lends to my first theory, but, you know, maybe again, maybe he just wanted people to see... I think your theory was... I, I agree. Yeah, I think he maybe was trying to make a bid for president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he took a film crew and a group of concerned relatives of People's Temple's members. Uh, at first, everything looked fine to Ryan and his group. However, that evening during a big dinner and dance in the pavilion, some secret someone secretly handed one of the NBC crew members a note with the names of a few people who wanted to leave. It then became clear that some people were being held against their will in Jonestown. And by some people, I think they meant all of the people. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, the following day, on November 18th, 1978, 
Ryan announced that he was willing to take anyone who wished to leave back to the United States. Worried about Jones's reaction, only a few people accepted. So basically, he was like, "Hey guys, listen, we're leaving. Who's coming with?" So he you? got in there. Yeah, I mean, well, he can't. The thing about Jim Jones is, it's very similar to the North Korea situation, where it was like, "Well, not really." He, Kim Jong Un is a little nuts, but mm, Jim Jones was a little go, nuts. Yeah, yeah, but but Jim Jones would go, "Yeah, come on in. Things are great here." And then he that day he'd have everything. Everything looks great. Mm. So everything. Oh, so he. Everybody. He already smiling. knew he was coming. Yeah, everybody's smiling okay. and you know, like yeah, we love it here. Mm. And then somebody's like, "We're so happy here." And then slid the guy a note. It was like, like, like out, anything, get out, yeah, get out. Yeah, it's like if you need anything else to drink, just let me know. And it slid him a note, and it had right. a bunch of like, "Help me!" Like we all want to leave. Uh. But then the next day, with Jim Jones there, he was like, "Hey guys, look, we're leaving. Who's coming with me, man?" Like. You know, and they're like, uh, what? We love it here in Jonestown. We would never leave. Don't you want to stay? Yeah, you should stay here. You don't want to be a Jonesian? And then, but a couple people were like, fuck this. So a few people left with them. So they got, they got out. They got a couple, they left with them, but oh, that was know, it. it gets a little, it oh, gets a little okay. dicey. All right, okay. But a couple people did go, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm out of here, and right. I'm sick of this. So we're going to leave with this nice man, Leo Ryan. Uh-huh. Mr. Jim Jones, this has been hell. That's a good Say, day, fuck Jim Jones. Yeah, you dipset crew. I'm yeah, out of here. Talk real quick. <laughs> fuck you, camera. Yeah. <laughs> any of Phillips of Jim Jones, <laughs> Freaky Zeke, all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, so they uh, got a couple people to accept his offer to leave. Uh, when it was time to leave, the People's Temple members who had stayed, who had stated they wanted out of Jonestown scrambled on board a truck with Ryan's entourage. Before the truck got far, Ryan, who had decided to stay behind to ensure that there was no one else who wanted to leave, was attacked by People's Temple's members. Or by eight People's Temple's members. So he stayed and other He's, people left. Yeah, and I would, I would bet that the camera crew stayed as well. But he stayed to be like, you know what? I'm going to stick around a little bit longer to make sure. Yeah, and also if anyone else wants to leave, the truck's going to come back to get me. For a second trip. And Yeah, and oh, okay. anyone else that wants to leave, Leo Ryan, and he looks at the camera and does like a, a wink and a finger. Mm-hmm. Leo Ryan is here to save the day. So the truck will be back for anybody. Oh, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody. And then he, yes, yeah, so he was, he was, a, he was attacked by a People's Temple's member. <laughs> the assailant failed to cut Ryan's throat. But the incident made it obvious that Ryan and the others were in danger. And by the others, I would bet money that it's the, the camera crew. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryan then joined the truck and <laughs> he was, so he was like, "Never mind, <laughs> wait." And we're back. Yeah, so he, he ran and got in the truck and left the compound. Uh, wait, what about the camera? So the cameraman. Everybody, got... everybody made it, but oh, okay. it was like, "Well, fuck it. If you didn't get on the truck before, I, never mind. It's, the, it's only one trip. The second trip's over. The second trip's canceled. It's over. It's finished. It's done. It's oh, finished. It's done. <laughs> so the truck made it safely to the airport, but the planes weren't ready to leave when the group arrived. As they waited, a tractor and trailer pulled up near them. From the trailer, People's Temple People's Temple members popped up and started shooting at Ryan's group. On the tarmac, five people were killed, including Congressman Ryan. Many others uh, were severely wounded. So uh, Leo Ryan did never got to come back and go on his uh, his campaign for president, which or Congress or something. I think that's why he went. But he was killed in the line of duty trying to save those people from 
Guyana. So no matter what his intentions so he, were, uh, no matter what his intentions were, he was doing something good, and five people got killed trying to get people out of a cult. Well, well, what? That's that. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. <geez. laughs> oh well. Don't <laughs> forget. Uh, so yeah, back in Jonestown. Jones ordered everyone to assemble at the pavilion, which is apparently like the hot spot of the town where they had dances and stuff. Uh, so everyone came to the pavilion. Once everyone everyone was assembled, Jones spoke to his congregation. He was in a panic and seemed uh, agitated. He was upset that some of his members had left. He acted like things had to happen in a hurry. He told the he told the congregation that there was to be an act there he so he told the congregation that there was to be an attack on Ryan's group. He also told them that because of the attack Jonestown wasn't safe. Jones was sure that the U.S. government would react strongly to the attack on Ryan's group. When they start, when they start, whoa. Oh, when they, this is a quote from Jim Jones. When they start parachuting out of the air, they'll shoot some of our innocent babies. Uh, (laughs) Falling from the sky with guns? Yeah, (laughs) like, he created, like, it's like a Michael Bay movie. (laughs) So I'd, I'd be scared of that, too. Uh, Jones told his congregation that the only way out was to commit a revolutionary act of suicide. One woman, wow. <laughs> one woman, one woman spoke up against the idea. Um, we could leave, or we could, or we could just go. No, no, no. Everybody silence has to die. Her. Everybody silence. has to die. Silence, <laughs> silence her. <laughs> no, Karen, that's a horrible idea. I'm in charge here. Um. We could, I, I have an idea. Um, we could, we could just go. We could leave. Pick a different patch of land. And, uh, <laughs> it's not rushing anything here. Um, Mr. Jones, um, some of us have been talking and we think that maybe if you just let some of the people who, who don't want to be here anymore, I think some people do want to stay, but some, like me, I'd, I'd stay. But if some people wanted to leave, then maybe the government wouldn't be so harsh on you and if you if it didn't seem like we were all being held hostage. So maybe we could just leave. No. Get the Kool-Aid. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. So here so here's how crazy here's how crazy Jim Jones got everybody hyped up. So the woman spoke up against the idea, but after Jim Jones offered re, uh, offered a reasons why there was no hope in other options, the crowd spoke against her. But they're like Shut up, Karen. That was a bad idea. <laughs> Your there idea is go. stupid. <laughs> of course she was. It was quiet when it was quiet when she yeah. was talking. I would imagine Jim Jones's rebuttal was like, "Well, Karen, we don't have cars, so it would be kind of hard to leave." <laughs> yeah, we don't have cars, Karen. You know Ethel has a bad yeah. day. <laughs> you know she can't travel in these conditions. The terrain is too hard. <laughs> So yeah, so Jim Jones basically was like, told her some reasons why her idea was bad, and everybody was like, "Boo, <laughs> boo, Karen!" And so she shut up and was like, "Oh, okay, well, I guess we all drink poison. That's the alternative." Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the crowd spoke against Karen, and when it was announced when it was announced that Ryan was dead, Jones became more urgent and more heated. Jones urged the congregation to commit suicide by saying, if these people land out here, they'll torture some of our children here. They'll torture our people. They'll torture our seniors. We cannot have this. So he got them all riled up like, yeah, 
Die. <laughs> We're not gonna get tortured. Let's fucking die. Let's fucking die tonight. They went down their own terms. Yeah, but some people were like, Yeah, yeah, let's die. But like, no. Like a lot of people they just might weren't not torture Yeah, us. like they didn't want to be the person in the crowd. Right. They didn't want to be Karen. Right. So they were like, Yeah, like let's die. <laughs> so I ain't scared to go to jail. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Lock me up. <laughs> Throw, Throw away the key. key. I ain't scared to <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Somebody in the ass. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So now Jim Jones is at p- beyond a 10 mm-hmm. on the hot scale. He is furious. And uh, he's getting everybody riled up to commit suicide with, you know, lies about people falling out of the sky with parachutes and killing babies and torturing people. Uh, Jones told everyone to hurry. Large kettles, fill- large kettles filled with grape flavored Kool Aid. Probably the best flavor of Kool-Aid in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so that's one way to get them. Uh, so large kettles filled with grape-flavored Kool-Aid. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Uh, Kool-Aid, that sponsorship, if you guys want to send it our way, we didn't mean to do that. It was not Kool-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. And oh, I would oh. contest that no flavor of Flavor-Aid is good because it's a cheap knockoff of Kool-Aid. Right. So it was probably gross. And it had poison in it and made it extra gross. So it was great. It was great. You use use two packs of Kool Aid, but for that you gotta use four packs. Yeah, to even get close. <laughs> also, if you're gonna kill me, like don't give me some off brand shit. Let me right. at least drink Kool Aid. Right. Flavor Aid with that little straw man on the pack. That's their mascot <laughs> is a man who's a straw. I don't. I don't want to get into it. But Flavor like a, Aid, for like grape is like a, a white and uh purple straw. Yeah, white and purple it. straw. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm grape flavored. We aren't looking for a Flavor Aid uh sponsorship, so. We don't care. We're, we're down no, to bash flavor We don't want aid. that. Flavorless aid. <laughs> Matter of fact, flavor aid needs some aid and flavor. Up high. Up top on that one. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, they gave out uh, purple flavor aid. And it had the cool, the flavor aid had cyanide and Valium placed inside of it. So, they it's got, lit. They got, they got wow. turned up. Look <laughs> at Started hearing like Pink Floyd songs and shit, and because not only are you gonna die, but the 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 the, uh, the volume's gonna put you down nice and mellow. So oh. basically, I think the the volume was to put you to sleep, make you sleep, yeah, to make you sleepy, so you yeah. don't realize you're dying, oh. so you can't fight. So like basically, so the, I'm gonna just lay down for a second. Yeah, so you you won't go. Let me go throw this up. So the volume oh. is to make you go like, oh, I'm gonna fall asleep and then die. Because if you just do the cyanide, you could go. Never mind. Like I'm, I'm gonna throw this up. So right. people fell asleep and then died peacefully. I guess I don't know. What, I don't know if cyanide like rips up your insides or I don't know how it kills you. But that seems pretty peaceful. You know, you go to sleep and then. Did you it say how long it take? No, no, I don't think oh, so. Okay. I don't think mine's kicked in. Yeah, it's, it's taking a while. I think I need some more. Yeah, that's you know, you know, panic gotta be when you start seeing people drop and yours hasn't kicked in yet. Oh, like, I made a mistake. Right, but you can't move anymore because the the volume's kicked in. Mm. This was not a good idea. Uh, let's see. Uh, babies and children were brought up first. Syringes wow. were used to pour the poison juice into their mouths. Um, mothers drank some of the poison punch. So that's pretty despicable. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's fucked up. Mm. Uh, next went other members. Some members were already dead before others got their drinks. So like I said... They already people are starting to drop, and then they're still handing out cups of Kool Aid. That's crazy. I would not have, I wouldn't be here anyway. I think we've already established that we're not the kind of people that mm-hmm. get fall under the spell of cults. 
But if I was, I think this would be the moment where it snapped me out of it. When I see like all the people I've been people building a town like, with for years or however long they've been there and they just start dropping and they're pouring poison in the baby's mouth. I'd be like, mm. this, I don't think this would get you into heaven. This no. doesn't seem like, this. we're bad people. Like I think that'd be the moment where we're like, are we bad? I think we're bad guys. So everybody was, the guards, did they say they go all, everybody was- They were, the guards every- were making sure people weren't leaving. And then oh, after that, shit. they were meant to follow suit once everybody- there was a hierarchy. The guard was like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, damn it. So, so I would assume, I think based on how I'm reading it, there was a hierarchy. Like, people who need to be assisted first, mm-hmm. and then, you know, all the masses who need it's to be controlled. <laughs> yeah, all the masses who need to be controlled mm-hmm. next. And then all the people who were holding the guns will go last because there's nobody else to keep in order. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Jones would be the final person to drink the Kool-Aid, I assume. But that's not what happened. Uh, I wonder how the guards felt. I would have took that gun. And I would have. I mean, I would assume the guards were also cult members, not like gu- guns for hire. Mm-hmm. So they probably were like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna go to." But I mean, like, if if one of them like, snapped out of like, I don't think. I, well, I some people did try to oh, run. Okay. Some people got away. I'm talking about the guard. I'm talking about as a guard, though. Well, they didn't specifically say like who, but like who were the people that tried to run right. away. But some uh-huh. people did escape and get get away. Oh shit, for real? Yeah, yeah. I don't know oh, who bet. was a guard and who wasn't, but. There were people who were like, there were people who were like, fuck this. But I'm I mean, not. as a guard, since they got the guns, they would be like, I mean, it would be like, they have an advantage. You'd be like, I oh, yeah. get out of here. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I bet it was some guards right. in, in lumped up in that. Uh, next one. Uh, they must have been fast. To run from who? The guards? The other guards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, some people didn't make it. Some people got shot running But away. the people that did make it, though. Oh, yeah. They probably were. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Booking it. Shoeless. <laughs> shoeless. Really getting, you know, full traction. Yeah, you can run faster without those shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next one are the members some members already enforced the group. yeah wait wait uh, mother, yeah mothers drank some of the poison yeah next one other members some members were already dead before others got their drinks if anyone wasn't cooperative there were guards with guns and crossbows to encourage them mm. it took approximately five minutes for each person to die to answer your question earlier okay. so it took about five minutes for the cyanide to kick in uh, on that day November 18th, 1978, 912 people died from drinking the poison, 276 of whom were children. Mm. Jones died from a single gunshot wound to the head, but it is unclear whether or not he did it to himself. Uh, Only a handful of people or so survived, either by escaping into the jungle or hiding somewhere in the compound. In total, 918 people died either at the airport or at the Jonestown compound. And that's the story of Jim Jones and the that's Jonestown crazy. murders. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so that's pretty nuts that it, it could have been Karen who didn't drink the cyanide. Jim Jones is like, you know what? A lot of people dead out here. I'm not going to drink this. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah? I can't leave? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and shoots him. But, you know, th- that's unclear to this day. If he took his own life or if somebody who... Somebody killed him before they made their escape. I'm gonna wish that somebody did it. Yeah, that's a better end of the story. I right. like that a lot better. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm, I like to think that too. So that was the Jonestown. Say it again. Go Karen. Yeah, go yeah. Karen. Karen for life. Um, so that was the story of the Jonestown that's murder. Less, I would like for you to take us out. Um, there's a story if you don't mind telling. I probably, I might take my headphones off because I don't particularly like the story, but it is an entertaining story. Um, there's a ripping. Oh, <laughs> if you don't mind, I ripped my ball sack. <laughs> Whoa, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, uh, 
I was climbing on shit. Uh, we moved houses uh, later on when I lived there. And uh, <laughs> clearly this story didn't make it on Idol. <laughs> um, yeah, it's but, cut for time. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I was just climbing on the, the outline on the door. You know how you have those, like, those, like, those latch uh-huh. uh, locks? Mm. And that sometimes that thing will, like, stick out on the side of it. Like, uh, keep the door from going all the way right. through. And um, I was climbing on the edge of the door. And then I jumped down. I'm just wearing, like, my Spider-Man underwear. And my brother is in the corner. He's throwing off his face. I'm going you should check yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Because <sighs> imagine being high as hell. <laughs> and then you see that happen to your little brother. I looked, I'm like, what? I'm like screaming. Uh-huh. My brother's like, ma! <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking out. It blew his high for sure. Uh, calls, calls my mom and we have to catch, like, we're flagging down like, cabs right uh from where from where we live um so you had to do like the same thing for the grocery, grocery store, store right. to go to the hospital yeah but the emergency way yeah uh so I'm, we're just holding it and i'm like we get to the first hospital and the fucking doctor goes oh i can't do this oh like, what where did you get your license from <laughs> like you know i don't want you to do this because if you were just disgusted and now, now now do you have ball in hand or you just, it's and open. I'm just holding whatever's happening down there. Oh, my goodness. But the sack ripped open. Mm. So, yes, you could see what's in there. Oh, it's, what? They're white. They're white. Oh, man. Two little white balls. Inside oh, of God. Um, so, is it blood that comes out? Is it? Well, is it's it? a very thin skin, so it's light blood. It's oh. blood, but... Uh, uh. Anyway, um, we get to the second place, mm. and then we still had to wait in the waiting room. <laughs> like my balls are ripped open. Take we didn't have number. to wait. That is an emergency. <laughs> Take we didn't a, have to fuck wait. Your gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then because the doctors didn't want to um, like mess things up down there, they didn't use too many numbing agents, so I had to sit through getting my balls sewn back up. So I'm a tough cookie. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was seven year old me. Oh God. Yeah. So with that being said, you catch this tough cookie (laughs) on American (laughs) Idol. (laughs) He is going to Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you keep an eye out for Les Green on American Idol this season. He has taken over the world. I'm incredibly proud. He killed it last night. If you haven't seen his audition, it is on YouTube right now. Go check it out. Let's get those numbers up. I wanted to get an M. I want an M next to his name. He's killing it right now. I'm incredibly proud. Let's uh, let people know where they can catch you if you're working on things. Before we go out, we go ahead and uh, shout out all your stuff again. Yeah. Um, look out for uh, Patrick and the Swayze's <laughs> tour. We're doing a summer tour for sure. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what, what, is some, what you guys, any cities you're eyeballing um, right now? Yeah, we'll be back in Baltimore. We're nice. going to be in uh, Rochester, New York. I'm sure of that. Um, obviously, Miami. So, And we're throwing new dates out there. So if you know any venues, you yes, know, hit yes. these guys up and they'll tell me. Yes, so, for uh, sure. We're trying to get across the country. Yes. So uh, find us at the Swayze's and all of my shenanigans are on I Am Less Green. Yeah, not this is less not green. This is less green. You can follow that. You're just not going to see anything. Right? It's going to be like one picture a week, maybe. Yeah. So for the fun stuff, check out I am less green. I'm trying to get him more involved in Twitter. I don't know how successful I'll be at that battle. He does have an extreme ADD, so yes. I might lose that battle. But um, with that being said, 
This has actually been one of our longer running episodes, but I, I actually had a really fun time. <laughs> yes. Really, this was a good, fun episode. Um, I've been Alvin Williams alongside my partner in true crime, friend Catch so Evans. next time. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park